Hello everybody, welcome back to Daf HaShavua, Ksubis Daf Mem Tes. Amid Aleph, and we're starting at the way top of the Amid Ve'ema. So now the Gemara asks a question, really we're in the middle of a sugi over here, where the Gemara had just said that Mesira to the to the father's, uh, for the father gives over to the Shulchan Mesira, even though it's not a full chuppah, we saw before it's not a full chuppah, but it's enough to change her status that she's not an Aram Ras anymore. She's considered a Nesua in terms of that she does not get skilled, she's chenek. So the Gemara says now, according to Rashi, the Gemara is just kind of asking, uh, Ibaya, it's asking a Shaila, not a Kasha. Ve'ema, maybe we should say that Hechada Hadru Lebeinasha, if she goes back to her father's house, which is that, um, if her husband uh, dies or divorces her at this point, when all there was was a mesira, there was no real chapiyat. So she goes back to her father's house. How does Mosa She will go back into her father's rishus. Uh, not if he dies. I'm sorry. If he just sends her back, uh, so then uh, she goes back into her father's rishus, and and she once again will have the halacha that she gets skila if she is mezana at that point. How do we know that this kind of Mesiru Luchupa is a permanent change of status into the husband's Rishos? Maybe it isn't. So Amarava Hahu Kmar Paska Tanabir Bishmal. That is something that Tanabir Bishmal already made clear, the Tanabir Bishmal. The Nader Almanav Grushash Kalasha Asra Al Nashri Yakamalaha, the Nader that an Almana or Grusha makes, anything that she asks herself, Yakamala, it will remain upon her. Matamalam, what is this coming to teach you? I mean, why wouldn't that be the Allah that she has to stick to her in the Dharam? She's already out of the father's Rishos, she got married. And she's out of the husband's shoes because he died or divorced her. Ella, what this means to say is like this. It's talking about that all that happened was is that the father gave it over to Rashul Chayabal, or the Shul Chayabal gave it over to Rashul Chayabal. So that was the limit, the extent of the chuppah that happened. And then it's Amla and the Bedar Cheshen Shgasra. And then she got the, uh, she either he died or they got divorced. Do we look at her that maybe she goes back to her father's house or she was in the husband's house and therefore she is now free? And this teaches you that once she has left the father's shus, even for a moment, he doesn't. She never goes back, and he can't be made for anymore. So this also is why that after the mesir lechupa, she does not go back to the father's house, even if he, she leaves and goes back to his house. It's a uh, final. She's in the father's husband's shus. We have a price like that too. Habal and Aram Rasa. If someone is Baal and Aram Rasa, in a Chayav Ashtein Aram Basul Mayrasa, he's not Chayav unless she's both a Naira. She has to be a Basula. She has to be Mayrasa. Kedusha and Vehi Buvesavi, and she's still in the father's home. So Bishlam and Naira means like Begaris. She can't be a Begaris. Basula is like Baula. She can't be a Baula. Mayrasa is Vulai Nesua. Um, she's not married soon. Isn't it coming to be Mamayit Masar Ha'av to the Shluchabal? That's what's coming to teach you that that's also, um, uh, that, 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 that's also considered not a Naim Ras anymore. She doesn't get skilled. Amrav Nachmar, it's not coming out. Namitanina, Habal, Eshesish, someone's Baal and Eshesish. Kibishinichta Slur Shus, Habal and Nesuin. As soon as she enters the father, the husband's Rushus, Le'inyin Nesuin, Havapishal and Nibla, even without a Bia, Baalah, Rezabachanik, there's no more skill, there's only Chanik. And this language, choice of language of Nichta Slur Shus, Habal is very clear, it just means Nichta Slur Shus, Habal, Alma, any kind of Knis Slur Shus, Habal, which is Mesira, even though there's no real Chabba, Shmamina, that that's enough. A father not obligated to feed his daughter. He darshaned this from the Ksuba. In the Yeshiva and Yavna, which is set up like a Karen, had uh, rose, rose, even rose. Habana Mirushu, the children, the boys are inherit. Habana is Zainu, the daughters get the Zainus. 
if the same way the boys only get Yerusha after the father dies the daughters only are entitled to Mizainus after the father dies but in his lifetime he has no obligation to feed them you don't uh, take his money it sounds like that he doesn't have to feed his daughters. It sounds like he is obligated to feed his boys. And also even his daughter. There's no obligation, which means you're not you don't take his money. But there is a mitzvah to feed her. So uh, perhaps you have the halach of kviyala mitzvahs. You force him as far as mitzvahs are concerned. But it's very different than having an obligation, a financial obligation, where you could sell off his stuff. So Zamar says, Now there isn't such a difference between Rebbe and Rebbe as we'll see, halachically. It's a mitzvah, mitzvah again, not a chiv, but a mitzvah to feed your daughters, and it's certainly a mitzvah to feed your boys, to ask you a because they learn tarot. You go the other way around. It's a mitzvah to feed your boys, and it's certainly a mitzvah to feed your daughters, because it would be very embarrassing for them to have to go collecting their women. There's a chiv to feed your daughters, but that's only that's only after the father dies. But in the father's lifetime, they don't get any kind of mezainus, not even a mitzvah. So both Rebbe and Rebbe hold that it is a mitzvah and no chayv, and boys and girls are equal, and Rebbe and Rebbe hold boys and girls are also equal, and the chayv is, there's a chayv uh, after father died to feel the fall, to feed the daughters, but me chayim, there's no chayv at all, not even a mitzvah. So Amara says, E Rebbe Meir, if we're going like Rebbe Meir, my name is, who's Rebbe Meir? E Rebbe Meir, if we're going like Rebbe Meir, Ha'amar Banim Mitzvah, he said that there's a mitzvah to feed the boys. And our mission seems to think it's a chayv. He also he says that there's a mitzvah by boys, um, and therefore our mission that seems to say it's a chayv will not stem. He says that there isn't even a mitzvah, so certainly won't stem our mission. So the Gemara says, so the Gemara says, we could be going like a mayor. We could be going like a Yehuda. Or we could be going like a Yehuda breaker. So how does that work? So if we're going like a mayor, then hachikam. This is how you read the Mishnah. is not obligated to feed his daughter. He's not obligated to feed his son either. But there is a mitzvah to feed your daughter. And therefore, according to a mayor, you have to feed your boys because they're asking b'tayra. So why does it say? Why does it happen on b'tay dafka then? The reason why we pick b'tay is how the hakamash that teaches us. Turning the page. That even by a daughter, there is no chayv, no obligation. There is a mitzvah, so um, there there is a mitzvah. Now, you would think maybe there isn't even a mitzvah because, according to a mayor, girls are on a lesser uh, level than boys, where there's a, a mitzvah to feed them because they're Isaac Bateric. That no, that that's why we say girls to let you know that there is a mitzvah by girls as well. Or we could be going like a Yehuda. This is what it's saying. He's not chayiv to feed his daughter. He's not chayiv to feed his son. There is a mitzvah to feed his son. And therefore there's a kavachem to feed the daughters too. So why does it say bita? Because according to Yehuda, a daughter is a bigger obligation. And we learn out a kavachemer that a daughter you have a mitzvah to feed because it's a lusa. I might have thought perhaps there's even a chayiv, an obligation 
obligation to feed her, a, a financial obligation. Mashmulan, that's why we say bite to tell you that there's no financial obligation. Yibo Yisema, and lastly, it can be going to Rebbechan on Brayka, Vachakam, Einechem, Zainis Bita, Wudin, Vana, Yenachayev, to feed your daughter and not your son. Wudin, Nefel Mitzanam, Milaka, and likewise, no Mitzah either. Vaida Debon, Zacham, Yisavim, Chayva, being that after the father dies, it is a Chayva, Tananam, Einechayev. That's why we say that in the lifetime there's no Chayva, but likewise, there's no Mitzah either. So basically, we're just disregarding, discrediting the whole Diak to begin with, and we're just saying that the only reason why we said Chayva is because after Misa, there's a Chayva. Really, it, it doesn't mean that there is a Mitzah, there's no Mitzah either. This was one of the places that Sanhedrin went as it was going in Golis out of the Beis HaMikdash. It went ten steps, so this is one of them was Usha. And in Usha they made a takana that a person has the obligation to feed his children and daughter when, as long as they're, as long as they're katanim at least. So, does remain? When it would, such a situation would appear to Yehuda that someone doesn't want to feed his little children, he would uh, give them rebuke and he would say, you gave birth like a crow. Uh, and you're making the people of the city uh, provide, go work, and make money. So he gave them Musr, but he didn't force them. When they come to Rav Chizda, they would say, put a big stone, a millstone down in the middle of the marketplace where you can stand up publicly. And it'd say, a crow wants his children, and, and this guy doesn't want his children. So again, you give him public rebuke, um, I'm sorry. The, by the way, I, 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 I said translated before incorrectly. Yared Yolda is not a um, is not a crow. Yared is a different bird, a tannin, which um, is, I believe, a uh, an ostrich. Anyway, different bird. That also doesn't uh, take care of his children. So in any case, so he said, Rukhiza said, you make a public announcement that this fellow is not taking care of his children. He's worse than a crow, and we're trying to shame him into taking care of his children, but otherwise we do not force him. Zakti Marva Arva now, and a crow does take care of his children. Uh, to the children of the Ayurv that call out to Hashem because they do not get taken care of. So you see, they don't get taken care of. It's when they're, when they're white, which Rashi explains is when they're still babies, so it doesn't look the same like the crow that's black, so it doesn't take care of it. Once it gets a little older, it gets black, then they, the, the, the parents do start taking care of the offspring, and that's what we're, we're giving this guy a rebuke, you're worse than a, a crow. That, does eventually take care of his children. When they would come to Rabba Amalei, you tell them, uh, you want your children to get uh, supported from Tzedakah again, he would just give them rebuke. This is only if he can't afford it. So even though, even when he can't afford it, we still try to rebuke him into working hard and, and make you figure out a way to support your children. But Abel Ahmed, if he has enough money and he just is being um, stingy and he wants the tzibur to pay for it, then we force him, she says, it's not worse than tzedakah. If he's able to afford it, and then we force him to give tzedakah and his children come first. He forced him to pay 400 zuz for tzedakah. This is the whole sugi in Baba I'm sorry about the fact that you could force someone to pay for tzedakah, even though it's a mitzvah. Um, one day we'll get there. Another takana they made in Usha was someone who writes off all his nechasim to his children. So even though he did the very unwise of thing of giving all his money to his children, he is still entitled to get money from that inheritance 
to uh, to supply himself and his wife with food. We said even more than this. His wife after his death, his almana gets money from his nechasim. Who So when he's alive and his wife, they certainly are entitled to get money from his nechasim. Someone who died and left over a almana and a daughter. His wife gets the food from the nechasim. If the daughter got get married, still. The Amana is entitled to get money, uh, food from the Nechassim, and likewise, Mesabas, even if the daughter died, Amr Rabbi Huda ben Achaisa Shal Rabbi Yesi Bar Chanina, Ayyadi Hayimaisa, the story was with me, but Amr Amanas and his answer, Nechassav, this Amana is entitled to get, um, from, uh, food from his Nechassim. And the Chiddush over here, Rashi explains, is that, Normally the rule is that we do not, um, we do not take away from Lakuchais who bought off, uh, your real estate. We do not take away the real estate from them in order to provide for Mizainus, for food, for whoever you're obligated to feed, your children and, or your daughter or after, whatever, whatever the case is, wherever you have an obligation to feed, we don't take from Nixa, Lakucha, and Chasim, Mishabadim for Mizainus because it's a Davashi and the Kitsa, we can't never know the amount of Tikkun Oilam. So we, because you don't take from a lekeach, uh, for, for food. And whereas over here, the husband also has a status of a lekeach in his wife's nechassim. He has a considered a baba nechassim as lekeach. So he might have thought that you do not take away from the husband in order to feed the, the daughter or the wife. And Kamashmon, that you do that, that kind of lekeach, the kind of lekeach that the husband became, does not get this tikkun ha'ilam that you do not take, uh, from his money in order to provide for his wife, you do. So anyway, so likewise, who wish to me by? If so, when he's alive, you certainly take away from the nechasim in order to provide for him and his wife. So Mara says, That's because he's dead and it's an almana and there's no one to make money for her. So you collect, you take from the nechasim and give him a zainus. Let him go back to work. Come out of retirement, go back to work and make money for him and her. That you do take it away from the Nechassim that he gave away to provide for their Mizanis. Okay, have a good night and a wonderful Shabbos.